We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Jacob Albrocht, Tommy Castor. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Caught! Touchdown! Kansas City! Hey, Chiefs Kingdom, we have you covered. Joining Sports Daily Live, executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network, Dan Israel. And welcome in, hour number two of Sports Daily, and welcome in to our buddy Dan Israel. Chiefs Radio Network, always a pleasure. Certainly a more festive mood this week than last week, Dan, as the Chiefs go down to Tampa, and boy, they couldn't have written, they couldn't have written down a better game script than the one they got. Get the run game away from the Bucks, get out early, and just play some old school Chiefs football a little bit, right? It looked good. Yeah, you know, we talked last week about this team, this coaching staff doesn't really have back-to-back bad weeks, <laughs> but I didn't expect that. That was an incredible performance. I'm not sure there's any team in the league that could have beaten the Chiefs if they're going to play like that. But, uh, yeah, outstanding game plan. I thought outstanding execution. They looked prepared. They looked poised. And, you know, as a football team, that's what it takes to be championship and, and caliber. And I, I feel like, you know, they played a very good Bucks defense I think the Bucks defense. I think the Bucks entire team probably had a little bit of distraction, just due to all the relocation from Hurricane E. And they they said some of the Bucks players actually drove to Miami and coming back, which is normally an hour long drive or 45 minute long drive, something like that, took them 15 hours to get back. So certainly some distractions on the Bucks part, but they beat them handily enough that it, I felt like it was a, a pretty convincing win. Dan, obviously the big question mark coming into this game was the way that Kansas City's offense played against Indianapolis and then how would they respond uh, against a pretty stout Buccaneers defense that we've seen all season long. And uh, they certainly were able to do that. They they jumped out of the gate early. 
Um, of course, I mean, what more can be said about Patrick Mahomes that hasn't been said already? Um, you know, especially that touchdown pass to Clyde Edwards Elaire um, that was just insane. But it wasn't just the passing game, the running game looked incredibly solid with CEH. Isaiah Pacheco added on 63 yards. Overall, you're, I mean, I, I know that it was, you know, certainly dynamic, but your overall assessment of what you saw from this balanced Kansas City offense on Sunday night. Well, I think it's, this just goes to show what we've kind of always talked about, which is if the offensive line will protect Patrick Mahomes, he will do amazing things. I remember after the loss of Super Bowl 55, people were saying, oh, Mahomes threw that game. It's like, no, not at all. It's just you cannot do anything if you don't even have one second to to work with the football. It's they, the offensive line has to do their job. And I felt like they not only responded from a bad performance in Indy, but they, they got their ire up when all that locker room material out of Shaq bear. I mean, I don't know why you go out and poke a bear. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. I've never understood that with professional athletes as competitive as they are, why you'd say some of the things that the, that the bucks were saying, even the mayor got involved into this, uh, this trash talking I, it just doesn't doesn't make sense to me, and they certainly responded with uh, their own vim and vigor. And boy, when they, I'm telling you, that offensive line performance may have been the best I've seen in a while. And if they can protect Mahomes and they can get done, if they can rush block like they were doing, it's going to be a fantastic season for the Chiefs. Because the one thing I think we missed from last year was when you've got a lead in the first half, being able to shut it down and keep that lead in the second half, uh, we struggled at times, and there was no struggle on Sunday. It's interesting, Dan, to me, too, because it, you know, when you look at it, if you're just looking at the box sheet, 31 points, Brady threw for a ton of yards. But again, the game script made that happen. There was no chance that the that the Bucks weren't going to eventually start to pile up some stats. And I say that because I feel like the early returns on the new look defense are about as good as we could have expected. I mean, they're still missing key pieces right now because of injuries or suspensions or whatever to some of the biggest contributors on that defense and they're ahead of schedule aren't they the the defense to me has looked looked great for what we what we hoped yeah i would agree completely with that i think you know i was expecting the step down from willie gay jr's suspension to be more significant than it is and it really hasn't been it goes to show i think one how much depth they're in how much depth there is on the defense but two how well the the character of this group and, I, and I, I'd say all 53 players are this way. The character of this group to study and prepare and to be ready to play is <clears throat> on display here. These guys stepped into the role, and, and again, is it the same? No, it's not quite the same, but they still did an amazing job. Some of the – they were confusing the daylights out of me on Sunday, and I've watched this team now for years. I've watched Spagnolo for several years, and they were disguising their defense so well and I asked Coach about it afterwards in the locker room. I asked Andy Reid about it, and he said they worked really hard this week getting ready for that. And the execution was amazing. These guys didn't miss a step. It is not easy to fool a veteran like Tom Brady. He, it's one of the best things about the last half of his career. The first half of his career, he was just asked not to make a mistake. But the last half of his career where he's really you know, immortalized the GOAT moniker, I feel like 
that's been about Tom Brady not being not being able to read. He's seen every defense there is. He knows what to do with the ball. He's a consummate good decision maker. But they were confusing him on Sunday, uh, especially in that first half. And I thought, you know, you just didn't see Brady look like that. Uh, I haven't seen that in a long time. And so I felt like they were doing an amazing job. And it goes back to their week of preparation. Again, a loss can can fracture a team or focus a team. And I think what you saw here was it focused the team and the Chiefs uh, played a better caliber football due to that loss in Indy. Dan, it was nice to see a couple of the big free agent wide receiver acquisitions really come alive on Sunday night. MVS, Juju both had pretty solid games. But one thing that Jacob and I talked about yesterday on the program that I'd love to get your thoughts on the contributions offensively from the rookies, Sky Moore getting more targets. Isaiah Pacheco uh, was a great complimentary back to CEH. Your overall thoughts on the way the Chiefs utilized their offensive rookies on Sunday. Yeah, Tommy, I think the, the, the whole Isaiah Pacheco thing is just this story is going to be something because this kid, uh, he was running with an intensity and a determination that I haven't seen out of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire until he did it. And then all of a sudden, it, it, that spark caught fire, and you started seeing the last half of the game CEH dial it up. It's, they were hitting holes. There was no indecision. So I talked with Isaiah in the locker room afterwards, and, and we, we did an interview. But I talked to him probably for about five minutes while he was getting dressed after the interview, just telling him, you know, what an amazing effort that was. You know, what got you fired up? He says he's just getting more comfortable in there. And he says, I don't feel like – he says, I, I feel like I'm reading – my hole better and and the the line is doing such a good job blocking for me i just get in there and i pound it and it's like man i love that this kid is 20 pounds heavier than your average halfback he's not quite a fullback size but uh if he can turn it on like that he had a speed a gear that i haven't seen out of him and a determination i just think it was amazing and, and again you go back to not only is he a rookie he was a seventh round draft pick so this yeah. is not a guy that you, you pick and you say, well, he's going to be a starter. This is a guy you pick for depth, and he turns out to be not only a starter, but a, you know, a, an amazingly early start. I mean, a lot of first and second round picks don't really become starters right away. You don't usually see that, right? It takes them a few months to kind of get their NFL legs under them from college, and he just is fitting this role unbelievably well. Yeah, it's he, he is, and and we saw Sky Moore, who we've talked about a, a crazy amount for somebody who just doesn't get a lot of targets. But four in this offense, and that could go up. Did we? Do we? Is that the beginning for Sky Moore? Because I still do. It was nice to see MBS stretch the field a couple of times, but I do think they need another option in the pass game. And Sky Moore sitting right there, a little bit more involved last week. Yeah, he was, and I and I think that they're trying to. They're trying to keep the pressure from, you know, caving in on him because it did have a bad week in Indy, and he admitted he just couldn't shake the, the you know, the fumble and, and so the muff punt or the muff kick. And so, he, you know, they I think they want to get him involved in a way that's comfortable for him because all of us see the potential in Sky Moore. I mean, there's a tremendous upside to him if you can get him playing well, and, and I think just think that's going to be a little bit of a slower process. If you remember, Tony Gonzalez did not look good his first year. Man, he was dropping balls. He just he didn't look like he was even going to make the team the next year. He was that guy. He was good at blocking from the get go, but you know, it definitely wasn't a receiving tight end the way he turned out to be a Hall of Fame uh, tight end. But uh, I, I I don't want to project 
Sky Moore in the in Canton for sure. But I think we see this potential in him, and it makes us want to get him out there on the field and see what he can do. But I think the Chiefs are being cautious on that. I just think when you've got a guy who's maybe his confidence is a little bit fragile. I don't want fragile might be too strong a word, but you know he's he's got us a little bit of a shaken confidence there. You want to build that back up slowly and get him to the point where he can do what Isaiah Pacheco is doing, where there's no indecision. It's just go and know, go and know. Dan, I want to go back to the defense here really quickly, and uh, I, I don't even think I'm going to ask you a question. I'm just going to give you two words, and I just want you to, you to respond. Legereus Sneed. <laughs> yeah, how about that play, man? I, he's not a, Incredible. He's not a big guy, and to hit Brady like he hit him, I just, yeah. you know, I, you saw Brady wincing in pain getting up with that shoulder and I just thought, man, you know, this goes to show – and they they have a – they're very purposed about getting hats to the ball. Wherever the ball is, they want three, four guys colliding into that, and they do a, an amazing job. And I would tell you this, too. How about him wrapping up all, all game long? He wasn't just hitting, just knocking the legs out from some, somebody. He was wrapping them up and throwing them around. And I just felt like he took a step forward on Sunday. And I've – I've loved this kid since he got here. Uh, I talked to him at length in the locker room. And even before he really started making plays, it was like he just – he strikes you as somebody you want to like. And so I love seeing the aggressiveness. I love seeing the confidence. Uh, and, and frankly, expect bigger things from him. You know, he needs to keep doing that because he can. And so you got to play 60 minutes with that same kind of, uh, you know, mindset to uh, – you not only strip the ball, but to, you know, prevent your guy from, you know, getting yardage on you. Yards after catch is big in this league, you know. And for smaller defensive backs, sometimes that's tough. And I feel like, you know, with that kind of tackling intensity, uh, you, you you stand a better chance at telling a back or a receiver, you sure you want to catch the ball? <laughs> All of a sudden, guys are making business decisions on you. And, and they, there's <laughs> so little they can do now, right? You know, I mean, you can't even look wrong at a receiver without getting a, you know, pass interference call. So I thought he did a great job. There was another blocked. Uh, he reached up and just timed it perfectly, knocked a pass away from Mike Evans. And, and look, you're going to get beat by guys like Mike Evans, right? this he's big he's amazing mike evans is one of those receivers in our league that's just uh fun to watch at every play so you can't be 100 percent on those guys but i thought i gave him a run for his money when he was challenged dan israel executive producer of the chiefs radio network all right let's look ahead then dan to the raiders and while andy reed has owned the raiders in his time in kansas city the Raiders feel desperate to me right now, and that can be a little bit dangerous for the same reasons it was dangerous in Indianapolis. Now, this one's at home, but talent-wise, I think the Raiders have even more than Indianapolis. And another week for Derek Carr and Josh McDaniels to try and get on the same page. I assume Hunter Renfro will finally be back for them. This is a pretty interesting matchup on Monday night, in my opinion. Very much. You know, I think if you look at it on paper – this should be a run for the money for the Chiefs. I have always placed the Raiders at third or fourth in our division, and I'll tell you for two reasons. One is that I'm just not a Derek Carr believer. I like Derek Carr. I think he can do good things for you, but he 
he just isn't consistent enough. I think he gets you one playoff win, but he can't get you to the Super Bowl. And, and if you if you liken it to how many times has Derek Carr cost the Raiders a game? He's, there's a number of times. I can think of probably a half dozen. You can't say that about Patrick Mahomes. I can't think of once. People want to give Super Bowl 55's loss to Patrick Mahomes. I disagree. I can't think of one time that Patrick Mahomes has cost the Chiefs a game. And look how many times he's won the Chiefs a game. Derek Carr is not that kind of quarterback. So I think, you know, the problem with this is I don't – I'm not a believer in Derek Carr. And, and frankly, I'm not a believer in Josh McDaniels. I think he's an incredible talent. Uh, unfortunately, there's a huge difference, and we see this a little bit in our own camp with Eric Bieniemy. There's a huge difference between being an offensive coordinator and being a head coach. And these days in the National Football League, with the millennial generation of players that they're dealing with, you cannot be that Bill Belichick, my way or the highway coach anymore. It is not the days of of Vince Lombardi. It just isn't. You have to be a player that can – you have to be a head coach that can relate to players and, and engage players. And Josh McDaniels doesn't come from that camp. The, the, the Patriot way is we know it and have seen it up close with Scott Pioli and some other individuals. And you didn't even look at the coaching tree off of, off of Bill Belichick, right? And, and really, O'Brien is the only one to have even a moderate amount of success with that. And it just, I just don't think it's going to work. But I do think they have an incredible amount of talent. And if they can all get on the same page and start working together, they'll be a dangerous team. But I don't think that's going to happen uh, not this early in the season. And frankly, you know, I, I just question whether they'll ever be able to pull it together despite all of the talent they have. The one thing I'll give them is they are an incredibly fast team. This will be a very good challenge for our defense with a spe- from a speed standpoint. But everything else about this game, to me, I just think the Chiefs are going to continue their domination. Dan, one more question from me. Um, it was nice to see on Sunday night Matthew Wright come in and, and be able to, to kick steady after what we saw from Matt Amendola a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Injury-wise, where do things stand with not only Harrison Butker kicking, but uh, some of the other injuries in general? Don't know yet on Harrison Butker, but I, I, I would say this. The stability of Wright's kicking in Tampa Bay, I think they, they give Harrison a little more time to heal to get him back and fully up to speed. I've, I've kind of been saying I think what you'll see is you'll see him active. They may keep two kickers active here for a game or maybe even two to see how it goes. But I, I feel like Wright was just rock solid. I mean, it, it was startling how comfortable he was out there. Cause when he walked by me on the plane, honestly, guys, I thought he was a ball boy. He looks so young. It's like, holy cow, that's our kicker? Because he looks super young. But uh, I felt that same way about Harrison Butker. So uh, I think it's a tough, tough mentally thing to do, to walk in cold like that, knowing a team's relying on you. And look, with Amendola, could Amendola become a kicker still? Yes. It's just, Chiefs just didn't have weeks to let him mentally recover from some of that. And so I think it was a good move. They brought a guy in that was seemingly a sure-footed kicker, and, and I, I feel like the pressure's off to get Harrison back, but I don't think it'll be more than another week or two. That would be my gut feel. Oh, man, it's been interesting in that world. Uh, but, yeah, he did, he did a pretty good job. Special teams overall, right? Dan did a really good job bouncing back from – maybe the worst game ever under Andy Reid since they've, you know, special teams is, is and, and Dave Tope have been a strength of this team. That was a good bounce back too. big plays in that game, solid kicking all of the things that 
bit them in Indianapolis seem to have been corrected, which, you know, big picture, I think makes us feel good about where the Chiefs stand and what's been just an absolutely unpredictable NFL this year. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I think one of the things that's kind of been a hallmark for Coach Tobe is that his special teams don't typically make a lot of mistakes. And, and for them to make so many mistakes in a row like they did in Indianapolis just seemed incredibly uh, out of character. And I think one of the things that's amazing to watch is that as these players are pushed through adversity, as they face adversity, it's how they respond. And I thought it was interesting that two weeks in a row, the special team set the tone. In Indy, they gave the momentum away. And in Tampa Bay, they took the momentum. And I thought that was an amazing response, an amazing bounce back. And it really goes to show the depth of character and the way these guys internally handle adversity. Again, they didn't fracture. They came together. And that's a, that's a in my opinion, that's an, a sign of a championship locker room. That's what we saw in 2019. That was the one thing that characterized that locker room for me in my 33 years. And I've seen teams get close to that game. I've been at that game with Joe Montana. But the one thing about 2019 that really stood out to me was how this locker room just couldn't be broken. It was a bond. It was a, a link of chains. That there wasn't a weak enough link in there for you to pry on. And, and I feel like when you see this, this test, when they go up against a negative, when, they, when they're faced with something that they didn't expect, how they respond tells you so much about uh, the inside of that locker room as much as the caliber of player because all these guys, all 1,800 players in the National Football League are really dang good. I mean, they're, this is the elite athletes of the world, but mentally how they play as a team. And that's what makes football, right? That's what's so special about football. Mm -hmm. All 11 guys, all have to be playing on the same page. It can't just be, you know, Shaquille O'Neal. It can't just be, you know, LeVon James. And I, I just feel like football special that way. And it was really, really encouraging to see the Chiefs, you know, return a bad week's performance with an outstanding performance in Tampa Bay. Well, Dan, you've been on that aspect of the Chiefs all season long. I think it's definitely playing itself out. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see. It, it looks like that will definitely be a strength to this team. Okay, so Monday Night Football, a little bit different for everybody. What does the broadcast look like? And we know we'll have you guys over on KNSS. What can we expect? Yeah, the broadcast is uh, pretty much uh, similar to what we had last week. Ho hopefully we'll have uh, – there's been some talk of Kurt Warner joining us on the air. Uh, that would be great if that happens. Uh, they don't have their schedules set yet. It's funny how the league works. Everybody likes to work in routines, right? And so all of a sudden Tuesday becomes Wednesday because the game is a day later. So Friday's a Saturday, Thursday's a Friday. And it's same – same with the Thursday nights, you know, where Monday becomes Wednesday. And, but everybody likes to stick into their schedule, so we're a little, little early to know exactly what it's going to look like. But I think for the team, the nice thing is they get an extra day of rest, an extra day of preparation. And, you know, I think that was a, a, a fitting reward for their performance in Tampa Bay. But you know these coaches are dialed in. They're working on it right now. They'll hit their first day of practice on Thursday. And then, of course, we'll, we'll progress from there. But one day for these guys to recover – in my mind, 
you know, if I got hit in an NFL game, game, it would take months for me to recover. But these yeah. guys really, they really feel like Friday is the first day where they start to feel good again. So to have an extra day there is big. And I, I think you're going to see some fresh legs. And man, if the running backs have fresh legs, look after last week on top of that, I, it's going to be fun to watch. All right, Dan Israel, you'll find uh, the broadcast over on KNSS Monday night. We're looking forward to a Chiefs-Raiders game. Always a lot of fun. Primetime games, always a lot of fun. Dan, good luck on the call, and uh, enjoy being at home this week. Appreciate it, guys. Go Chiefs. There goes Dan Israel. If you missed any part of that conversation, you can always find these on demand at kfhradio.com. Tommy and I will be back. We'll continue on this Tuesday edition of Sports Daily next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Tommy, you a uh, you a scissor sisters guy? I am. Yeah, we. I think we talked about this a few weeks ago. Yeah, we I, did. I love scissor sisters. I can't ever remember which songs come up that make me so nostalgic. <laughs> this was one of them. God, I love this song. Uh, they have a couple jams. They're takes me back they're to an interesting, They're an interesting watch if you pull up their music videos. They they are old school rock and roll band. Pretty wacky and wild. Uh, okay, so. Major League Baseball playoffs are here, and we're pretty much all wrapped up other than seeding. Tommy, your Braves are in, right? They'll they be are. the two yep. seed, I believe. Uh, the Mets and Philly are in, so the NL East was the power division. Uh, you've got St. Louis in, 
the Dodgers and the Padres are in in the National League. In the American League, you've got the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the Rays. Just keep getting in there. Uh, Cleveland's in in the uh, in the AL Central, which didn't end up being very good. Um, and Houston is in as the top seed in the American League with Seattle finally getting back to the postseason. Okay. So you look at the collection of teams, and without knowing who's playing who just yet, right, what is your overview? Because, you know, when the Royals stink and my Rangers stink, the day-to-day baseball for me lessens a bit. I keep up with players because I play fantasy baseball and things like that, but, you know, I don't have a tremendous feel on, you know, which of these teams going in. I mean, obviously the Dodgers are there and your Braves are there. I mean, your Braves... What would they be, the second, third favorite right now? But where are you at with the, I know you're locked in because Braves are good. So where are you at with the baseball postseason? It's hard to pick against the Dodgers. Um, you know, they, they are even more of a complete team than they yeah, were a year you, ago with the acquisition are you totally of Freddie bought into their? Are you totally bought into their pitching staff? Uh, from in a, in a five-game or seven-game series, yes, I am. I, I think that they have – Probably the best overall pitching staff in the National League uh, as far as playoff bound teams are concerned. I don't know about, you know, if you if you were to extend out, you know, several weeks or a month, I'm not sure there might be a couple better overall pitching staffs there. But yeah, I mean, I, I think right now, I mean, the, the yeah, you can have a great lineup, but the, the reason why the Dodgers win 110 games is because of their pitching and uh, you know you, you can't you can't have a mediocre pitching step and win 110 games it just doesn't happen uh, so yeah I think you've got to look at I mean that the Dodgers are, are 10 games better than the second seeded team in the National League which would be the Atlanta Braves they're six games better than the you know team in the American League that's won the most games in the Houston Astros so yeah I, I think it's hard to pick against the Dodgers until somebody proves otherwise. It's interesting because they're, you know, they're, the names on the list are a little bit different, right? With Kershaw's there, and, and Urias we obviously are familiar with now, but Tyler Urias Anderson, Tony, he's, he's fantastic. Tony Gonsolin and Andrew Haney, uh, some new names, and their numbers are all, by the way, pretty flippin' staggering. They didn't, Walker Bueller got hurt, right? Like, they're, yeah. they're, their assumed ace got hurt. I, I'm with you on the Dodgers. So if the Dodgers are the favorite, which of course they are, um, they've got the best, you know, lineup money can buy and all those things. Who's, who's there that might surprise us? Cause I kind of, kind of, am feeling Seattle a little bit. I, I you know, there's, I, it just, I guess it depends on what happens with J rod, but I assume he'll be back. You feel in Seattle at all? I love these stories of teams that haven't been there in forever. The Phillies sort of fit that mold this year as well. Um, but, you know, they made a big commitment at the trade deadline. They made the first big move at the trade deadline to to get Luis Castillo. Robbie Ray is still there. Logan Gilbert's the young guy. I think they've got enough starting pitching to hang. I mean, yeah, you, you, you look at the overall resume, but then and that's got to be something that is is a priority um, when you're ranking these teams and you're looking at who can make a deep run. But then it's also – Who's playing their best baseball right now? Like who is peaking at the end of September going into October? And um, you know, it, the Mariners are are on a run right now. I I'm not I'm not sold on the Yankees um with the way that they've sort either. of collapsed. They they look like one of 
the best teams, if not the best team in, in Major League Baseball a couple of months ago. And yeah, they're, they're going to win close to 100 games, um, but they could have done a lot more than that. And so um, I, I sort of feel like Aaron Boone um, might be managing for his job a little bit. If they have a quick playoff exit, that's not going to look good for him, especially with the kind of talent that the Yankees have. So they're certainly not peaking right now. Um, I know I'm a fan. The Braves are playing great oh, baseball sure. right now. Yeah, uh, they, they, they were 10 and a half games back in the NL East. And that's what kind of the Braves did last year. You know, they were at 500 like at you know, the, the trade deadline. And then they started to play well in August and September and getting into early October. They're doing the same thing this season and all they did was you know over the weekend in atlanta sweep the mets and you know take a two-game lead in the nl east and so i don't know that they're they're peaking they're playing really good baseball right now uh, so at least in the national league yeah i mean i think that the biggest threat to the to the dodgers has got to be the braves yeah you know the, the oh i i agree with that yes absolutely i i, I want to the yankees are interesting because the yankees actually they're starting rotations great right like they they look pretty good and their lineup's been great all year i i believe they have scored more runs than and well outside of the dodgers they've scored more runs but their lineup seems like a lineup you can pitch around is the wrong word it seems like a lineup that could go cold in a series right when you, because judge can be pitched around to some degree and they've got big strikeout guys home run or nothing kind of guys I think that I think that it's going to be interesting. I I don't know that this is a postseason that goes chalk. I don't think it is. I don't think we see a chalky postseason here. Um, the Astros. I I will never say anything nice about the Astros. So um, I I'm sorry, but I won't. When we talk about the non-obvious teams, though, I think you could see Toronto, um, Tampa if they're healthy, and I'm not sure that they are. I don't really see it with Cleveland. Seattle, I've already said, I do see it with. I think Philly and the Mets are absolutely there because they could get the top-end rotation pitching. Hey, don't St. forget Louis about St. St. Louis. Yeah. St. Louis is St. Louis, right? Like, they're they, just, they they're just you know, going to be in the mix because they're yep. St. Louis. All, and the Padres. Like all they've, yeah. All, all that St. Louis has is Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado and Albert Pujols and Yadier Molinas and Adam Wainwright. And I mean, like the, the names go on and on and on. So is this, 2000, yeah, certainly don't. Is this 2010 again, right? Like I, uh, I, I get yeah. it. I'm, I'm with you there. I mean, that's, that's sort of what they have. And, you know, I just, the Padres, I don't think you should forget about the Padres when you think about these teams because they've got front end pitching. I mean, all of these teams seem to have decent front end pitching. And the Dodger, I mean, the, the Padres can run Darvish and Musgrove and then just a bunch of guys at you. So the pitching's there for just about everybody that's in the mix. I, I haven't looked, and we'll do this later this week. I think we should look at, like, some bets, some potential futures bets on long shot World Series winners because it does sort of feel like a year as historic as the Dodgers have been. And maybe they run away with it. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to. Can they? Yes, because they have the best offense and the best pitching and the best bullpen and all of those things. So maybe it just maybe they just run right through it. But I think that there's a lot of really interesting teams in the postseason because I think most of them, if not all of them, can pitch and they can get starting pitching, which we always know creates sort of a, a wild west in the in the postseason because as the Giants have shown us time and time again in their little dynasty recently, you can get some good starting pitching. You can beat anybody. Doesn't matter. Yeah, and you know, I want to go back to uh, San Diego for a minute, and you know, the, there there was a period of time where 
they looked dead in the water uh, this season. Um, Juan Soto, I think, I mean, of course, is clearly a major acquisition for the long-term prospects of this San Diego team. Um, but, you know, they they find their way into the playoffs, and I don't think you can count them out either with the way that their lineup looks. You mentioned their pitching staff, but, you know, with Machado and now with Juan Soto, of course, they're they're missing Tatis, and, and that's a that's a huge, um, you know, cog in the machine that makes the Padres the Padres. Um, I think that they're clearly behind Los Angeles, um, and it could very well be the seeding has, you know, L.A. and, and San Diego against each other. Um, you know, in an NL, in NLDS matchup potentially. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't want to count out San Diego either. I don't want to count out anybody, I guess is my point. The only team, and, and apologies to our buddy Jeff Lutz, the only team I think I'm counting out is Cleveland. That's it. He's I, mean, not I think everybody that. else, and, and Cleveland has, look, they got, you know, arguably the best hitter in the American League right now, and Jose Ramirez, I get it. But, I, I think it's pretty wide open. As good you know, as the hey, Dodgers have been, I feel like yeah. it's as, I feel like it's pretty wide open. Um, uh, you know, I just have to point out you you referenced Jeff and his love for Cleveland and saying that you don't see it. Um, I'm not a I'm not a St. Louis fan, but I'm at least giving Bob the benefit of the doubt by saying the Cardinals are going to make it. So, Bob, if you're listening, I'm 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 in on the Cardinals. I think they're a really solid team. They are a solid. They're always a solid team, and they. They annoy us for that reason um, <laughs> because they do the things we all wish our teams would do if we're not a, a major market team. Like they, they How do you feel about standard. the fact – how do you feel about the fact that, you know, the the local hosts on this show, you've got me, you – on the station, me, you, Bob, and Jeff, and we all have our teams, and your team is the only one that's, you know, kind of in the, in the basement? Uh, I don't feel good about it. My team's also the only team that doesn't have a World Series title. I don't think True. Cleveland has one, right? Cleveland got one in their years. I, I, I just – no, I don't feel good about it at all. And what really bothers me is I have grown so fond of the Royals because of following them through two World Series runs. I don't get them or the Rangers, and it's really depressing to not have baseball to watch every day in the summertime. I do think the Rangers are on the come. I think they're on their way up. I don't know what to think about the Royals anymore. So the future's bright. Um, of all of of all of us, I think you probably have the most exciting run to be a part of because the Braves did it and then they lost their best player and they're still right back there and that's pretty dang exciting. I'll tell you, I grew up hating the Braves. Totally <laughs> unreasonable. I did it Why? because when I was in kindergarten, I was at a friend's house and they were all Braves fans. And I'm, con you know, I know this will surprise you, but I kind of like to argue and even did as then it's like bred into me. I, it's in my nature. It's my it's in my genetics to just sort of, you know, uh, argue a little bit. And so this whole household's going for the for the Braves, and I was like, well, I'm going to go for the Blue Jays, just to just to kind of mm. you know. Spite it. And from that moment, for whatever reason, because those were so fun, I've just sort of held on to that for the Braves. Now, it doesn't exist like it used to, but it's still there a little bit. The Braves, you got you got your title. That was fun and cute, and I'm over that now. I want somebody <laughs> else to have a turn. I think I'm rooting for Seattle, though. I okay. think I think Seattle is the team I'll root for in the postseason. And then as long as 
you know, as long as the Yankees don't win, I'll even take a Dodgers win over a Yankees win. I'll root for Seattle, and as long as the Yankees don't win, I'll be fine. I think that's where I'm at with the postseason. The Mariners, I mean, that that's an amazing story. And, you know, of course, we get to this time of year, and um, the, the slate is wiped clean. You play 162 games, and then it all goes back to zero uh, to get into the playoffs. And, and you know, it, from what Seattle has been able to do, that long drought to get into the playoffs – um, that's pretty special. That's a great storyline. It's a great narrative. I think, I think to use your words, it's cute. It's fun. I don't predict they're going to win the World Series, but it's it's fun to watch. And and I'll be there to, I guess, watch it and you know see what happens. Right now, you can get twenty five to one odds on the Mariners to win the World Series, or ten to one on them to win the American League. You can get 28 to 1 or 11 to 1. Like, I feel like I'm going to make some long shot bets here. The Dodgers are are 3 to 1 to win the World Series and basically 1.5 to 1 to win the National League. I'm not going to do any of those. I'm not doing it. Your Braves, by the way, are the third favorite right now. The odds, I don't think I'd, I mean, 5 to 1 and basically 2.5 to 1. Eh, these are on BetMGM right now. I, I'm going to go down the list here and look at. The Mariners, the Phillies are 35 to 1, 16 to 1 to come out of the National League. I put those punch on this is baseball. I like those punchers' chances. The Padres are 28 to 1. I'm, I might get in on some of these and just might see if well, anything happens. Might as well light your money on fire if you're going to bet the Phillies. Hey, we've seen crazy things happen now. I, I mean, I, I mean, they got to get through the Dodgers, obviously, is the problem with the Phillies. Uh, but the Rays, the Mariners, you know, these teams coming out of the American League, maybe the Blue Jays get them at 15 to 1. I don't know. I'm going to think about this this week. See how the matchups line up once we get through the regular season. Uh, don't tempt me. I'll do it. I'll do it. We'll be right back on Sports Daily. Sports Daily on KFH. This wraps up a Tuesday. Uh, we're to that portion of the year now where we're, we're going to sort of lose baseball a little bit, lock into football. You got the postseason, though, for Major League Baseball. Where does, where does baseball's postseason power rank for you in sports things, Tommy? I love the baseball postseason. Yeah, it's up there. Um, probably, I don't know, probably behind the NFL playoff run and maybe college basketball. Like March Madness, yeah, I think probably third. I, I, think, I think that's where I'm at too. Um, I think it's right there in, in that same in that same scenario. Unless I will say, unless my team's in it. If my team's in it, it might be one, right? Like if yeah. if I've got a team in the mix, I'm then then that changes the uh, the equation just a little bit. Um, but we'll see. I, I think I think there's plenty of reason to get excited about it this year for sure. Um, coming up on KFH today, it's a very normal day. You've got Jim Rome at 11, Bob and Jeff at 2, Maggie and Perloff at 4, and we continue to wrap up the Royals season uh, pregame at 5 o'clock. They're in Cleveland here on KFH. Daniel Lynch on the mound. would like to see him finish strong on the year. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's pretty much it. These Tuesdays get really interesting. I was talking with some people 
uh, this weekend watching the Chiefs game, and it was like, man, why doesn't one of these big time conferences get on board with a power network and do and play a Tuesday night game? Like you're wide open on Tuesday nights, a prime time Tuesday night Big Twelve game. It'd be kind of fun. You could do it. You could try to do it and schedule it out before a team's bye week. Like, like for instance, Baylor's on a bye. Like, what if Baylor and West Virginia or whatever played on a Tuesday night? I, I think I think there'd be some value in that. It's it's like the only unspoken for day, right? You don't think that uh, that Maction is big enough for a Tuesday no. night? No, I don't. I do not. <laughs> I, I don't think that it is. You're not into the Maction, I take it. No, no, I'm not. But don't you think that's an opportunity for like a network? Sure. Like if Amazon wants to get in and have Tuesday night college football showcase and and people would watch the crap out of that. Like what are we we're all sitting here like, God, I wish there was football tonight. I mean, we're all thinking the same thing, right? How do you get a turnaround though from a Saturday game to a Tuesday I don't know. game? Like that. Well you'd have to tough. like it'd have to be so for instance, it'd be next Tuesday, it would be Baylor and West Virginia is what it would be. The problem would be the Tuesday turn to Saturday. That True. would be where it would get tricky. Um, and I don't know how you'd do that. So maybe it's doable, maybe it's not. I don't know. Just a thought. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Big Wednesday uh, coming up for you. As always, Brian Haney will join us this week. Excited to talk Jayhawks. It's a it's a buzz in there in Lawrence. Dogs again. Can they surprise and stun the nation over and over? We'll hit that tomorrow. Lots more, another giveaway. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. For Jad Chambers, for Tommy Castro. I'm I'm attorney Tyler Patterson at Patterson Legal. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.